Hello and welcome to Turf Talk. Uh, as, as you can quite clearly hear, this is not Lewis Tomlinson, uh, it's me, James Watson. Uh, sadly, Lewis can't join us in the studio this week, but luckily he's on the line. Hello, Lewis. Hello, yeah. Cars knackered, feet up on toes, broken for the week. Oh, nightmare, absolute nightmare. I've had to hand the reins over the champion jockeys, having to give it to a £7 claiming amateur. <laughs> How rude of you. so far of the season. What a nightmare. David Dunstan in the saddle. <laughs> but let's hope he'll, he'll can steer us round. Hopefully uh, I can get a good handicap job around the course. And we might as well get on to the first race. Towards the final fence in the rising stars for Colin Tizard and Robbie Power. He jumped over it nicely. Reserve Tank is going to be on the mark here. Reserve Tank, the favourite, goes on. Tizard's first win in the race. He may have. So we'll just start off reviewing basically what's happened in the past seven days. There's been racing from Wing Canton. Uh, there's been racing from Nace, Newbury. Uh, Sandown, all over the country. So, but we'll first of all start off with Wing Canton, where we saw Reserve Tank get back onto his winning ways, winning the Rising Stars Novice Chase Grade Two. What did you think of his performance, Lewis? Uh, he's he, he, all right, and he's he's got the job done, and he's won. If if you were to put those two those two performances so far this season, I know it's only early November. And I know, like we said, he didn't really warm into being a grade one horse last year until the spring. But he was anti-post favourite for the JLT, and I'm still slightly underwhelmed, mate. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I, I never thought he was comfortable at all. Um, I think he's screaming, screaming out for three miles. Um, he just kept being niggled throughout the race, because Solomon, uh, Solomon Grace had a serious, serious pace to the race um, if you say run couldn't, couldn't with, withhold it and reserve tanks class just carried him through really, uh, Comanche Red plodded on um, it was a funny funny sort of race to watch he, I didn't think reserve tank was foot perfect, he, ju- he jumped well what did you think of his jumping? Steady, Steady. and I, I, I felt the same about his debut at Chepsel as well where it was adequ- adequate yeah. It was it was all right. I, I, I think you I think you if, if you're going to say it wasn't a great round, you know I think you're being picky if you if you say it was a bad round. But look, he's, he's jumped six out of ten. Fair enough. Got in a bit, you know, tight here and there. I, I don't think he's his jumping was particularly outstanding. But it's look, it's it's got the job done. And at this stage of the career, so as novice chasers. It's not something that particularly worries me. It should improve in time. Yeah, just a very cautious performance, I thought, to be brutally honest. Um, just, just got the job done, and he should have been winning this, really. He's, he shortened up a bit for the JLT, from what I've been reading, Which, but he's, he's not my cup of tea for that race at this moment in time. Well, you can, you, you, I guess you can see why, you could see why people will expect him to improve from this. Yeah. You know... I, 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 you can't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule him out after you know these two performances. I really liked him at the back end of last season as well, but yeah, slightly slightly below my expectations of what I'd hoped he'd achieved so far. But that's not to say he will go on to not to say 
he won't want to meet them later on in the year, if that makes sense. Yep, and another horse that failed to meet expectations was Fusel Raffles, who... Oh, no, Jim. ...who won the elite hurdle, but was nothing stylish in winning it, was he? Whose expectations? Everyone's expectations. No, no, not Nicky Henderson's, not mine. He's got he's got the job done. You don't have to be winning first time up. You don't have to be winning by half a track to to do it well. He's he's, he's had to battle for it. And bear in mind, Gonsonti's no mug, in he, my opinion. He's he no mug, like, but he should be absolutely beaten him three times round. To be brutally honest. Why? Why he's winning Adonis and a Punchestown four-year-old hurdle? Your you know fusel raffles in your head. Yeah, he he was as short as he was for the champion hurdle, and on your head on potential rather than anything he'd actually achieved on the track. Yeah. You know, is. that's and, and that's what it is. And Gonsonti, arguably, arguably, not really including Punches Town, which you could probably say was better than anything Gonsonti did. But Gonsonti's a grade two winner. Yeah. You know, of an open of an open hurdle. He's 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 done this look he's, he's not won it by half the track, but I, I wouldn't pop cold water on this. I, th- I think it's a tidy enough performance. Uh, you know, connections seem very, very confident that he'll, that he'll step forward from this. You know, I listened to Daryl Jacob on, on Look on Sunday. He was saying, you know, you might only have to be a, a 160 horse to win the champion hurdle this yeah. year. And Fusel Raffles was, went, went, went in this off 152. Uh, and they expect him to step forward, which wouldn't put him that, that far away. I know you're a bigger fan of him than I am which might be kind of why our expectations differ here, but oh, I, I wouldn't complain about this yeah, performance. Yeah, I, can, I, I liked the fact that he knuckled down, because in a lot of his performances we've seen him travel lovely on the bridle, get to the front and not really have a challenge, and Grand Sansi's a, a tough sort, isn't he? And he made him battle all a bit. Grand Sansi was giving him three pounds, uh, and he, I think Grand Sansi would have beaten him if he'd wing the second last to be brutally honest and yeah I, it was a performance where I took more negatives than positives even though he won oh I'd say you're being ash I'd yeah. say you're being ash first you know first time out you know you can make excuses for that you know Henderson was really really keen to stress how much they felt that Fusel Raffles would improve he was and about three weeks without, behind wasn't he yeah and even without that is is this the be- is this the biggest test he's faced? You know what I mean. Ar- arguably, beating Fakir Dudery at Punchestown was a similar enough level to this. I just think he's ran t- ran yeah. to himself. You could say that Punchestown's the back end of the season, isn't it? And Fakir had had a tired season. You could have thought that he he had him at his worst time, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. And look, his his, his position in the in the champion hurdle market. And I can see where you're coming from, why why you might be slightly underwhelmed with it, but but personally, if uh, if if you don't look at it from an anti-false champion hurdle point of view, I think you'd be very pleased with this performance. Yeah, yeah, and a, a, a great performance by giving me a copper in the Badger Bay's uh, handicap chase. Yeah, I, we, we were having a little chat before we went on air, weren't we, Jim? And we were both confused as to why it's beers now instead of ales. Yeah, maybe they've stopped so, uh, making nails. Badger, Badger fancy sending, sending us a case of your beer and your ale so we can try it out, even though 
I don't drink. I could just sell it on eBay uh, and make money that or way. Or even sponsor us. Badger, the Badger Bears Turf Talk pod. It's got a nice ring oh, to it. Oh, we love that. Lovely ring. Cracking animals as well, badgers. Yeah, I like I a badger. Yeah. Uh, no, he's, he's, he's done it well. He's given me a copper, to be fair. They've always thought a lot of him. Uh, They've thought a lot of him, but we never have. <laughs> well, we had a bit of a laugh and a joke, didn't we, about him at Cheltenham last season. Uh but that being said, he was still lightly race enough for that, you know, for that not to have been the be-all and end-all with him. And apart from that, he wasn't bad on either occasion other than Cheltenham last season, you know, in the Bet365 and that when he made his long-awaited reappearance of the track. Uh, no, he's done it well. He was clearly a well-handicapped horse off one four two, uh, stuck his neck out and... Yeah, you, 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 maybe he's not quite at the level he first thought he was, but he's a tidy enough mid-140s plus horse, so and he's gone and proven that. So he'll have to go up at least £5, won't he, for this victory? And they've, inst- they've stated that they want to go Grand National route, so I think they're going uh, the... Beecher, Beecher or Sefton. Beecher, and then go fresh to the National, which would be, it'd be interesting off that, because he'll only be carrying 10 stone, won't he? He won't be carrying much, because... If he's if he's off one four eight, for example, um, Tiger Roll, Tiger Roll be off. That probably put him around twentieth in the list, wouldn't it? Yeah, Tiger Roll would be off one seven two or some some something ridiculous. So, yeah, I think ten stone for give me a copper would be nice in in the national because he's he's shown he's a fragile horse. Um, having That's been exactly off for what I was going to say, though, mate. And. Uh, it'd be of some interest for the national if it, if he jumped uh, and well in the trials. Don't like don't like fragile horses in the Grand National. Though mm-hmm. he wouldn't be for me whatsoever. No, wouldn't be for me with a one as much of a light racing record as he has. He has to go there fresh. Wouldn't be for me. Wouldn't be for me. You 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 know it's a rough 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 race. Yeah, it is. And the impression I get off giving me a copper is that he's not the sort of horse that would appreciate that. Yeah, it can rip the guts out of a horse, can it, the National? Yeah, completely. And look, you know, we've seen him... I know he has to be raced fresh, but we've seen him blow up a bit, haven't we, before as well, like yeah. Sandown and that. Uh, wouldn't be for me, he's done this well, but going forward as a Grand National contender, he wouldn't be on my shortlist at the minute. Yeah. Well, Royal Vacation might be. Yeah, Royal Vacation's run a cracker. Soupy Soups has yeah. run excellently back in second. I thought Soupy Soups, after... He win the last was gonna f- possibly chin give me a copper, but that was a great performance by Royal Vacation as well at the grand old age of nine. Same age as give me a copper. I know. I feel like he, he, he's had thirty-one runs in comparison to give me a copper's ten. <laughs> I know you're right. You're right. They seem like horses from entirely different generations, don't they? But yeah, no Royal, Royal Vacation. I had a little touch on him for the national last year at the entry stage, uh, and he'd be another one I'd, I'd keep him on for. He's just a a boat, but he's quite a good boat. Yeah. And uh, look, he ran he ran in this off one four six. In terms of long term Grand National prospects, he he's, he's just one to keep in the back of mind at the minute. I, I think he's he's off a fair enough weight yeah. at the minute, uh, and he's exposed. We know almost everything about him, but he's just a sort of horse I could see it suiting. In the long term. Yeah, and our selection, uh, White Moon, ran an absolute stinker, didn't he? Didn't jump a single fence. 
No, just as well. What was what was your thing, Jim? He, he promised me great races, and he gave me he promised me the world, and he gave me a handicap. Yeah, and he's he, not, not even giving us that. He, he disappointed in that. Um, I don't know where you go from him. Colin Tizard stable hasn't exactly been firing. That's the, that's the only thing I could put out there. All these decent horses have put up a decent performance. That's the only thing I can really say about that race. To be really honest, I was very disappointed with White Moon. Ah, it's one of one of them. He's, you know, he's never been the most uh, trustworthy of animals, has he? So it's one of them. I won't. You know, if, if, if he rocks up and wins the next day, it wouldn't surprise me. It's just just one of them. Yeah. So we'll go back to the uh, Friday now, where Thomas Darby made his novice chase debut at Warwick. Lewis, you've always been a massive fan of this horse, and he's a massive podcast favourite. What did you think of his novice chase performance? Uh, all right, weird race. Yeah. Weird race. I, I think you'd have to be slightly underwhelmed because yeah. he's been beaten by, you know, as as much of a big money purchaser as well as she did at Look from Chasing debut. You know, Moira Benry was what it was rated, you know, what one twenties over hurdles. So it's it's it's, it's one of them. But, uh, the race suited her more than it suited him. Yeah. Not sure whether. Dickie was seen to best effect letting Moira Babri have a lead that far off, you know, that far on. But look, he's, he's still an awkward horse, isn't he? Yeah, he's Tom still as green as grass. And he's just... I backed him as well, which was daft of me, because I didn't really fancy him. I just thought, I'd, it's just Thomas Darby, so I have to. <laughs> and I went in a right boo after thinking, there are horses you fancy ten times more every day. That you don't put money on with because you're a tight Yorkshireman, and just because it's your, your, your son Thomas, <laughs> and he was stupid, right? Had to go for it, but no, it, it, it was it was all right. Five out of ten. Yeah. Five out of ten. Uh, the, the mare is probably going to be more of a handicap type, isn't she? Yeah. Um, Oli Murphy after the race didn't seem that disappointed. He said the only thing that he was disappointed with was the fact that they didn't get the head in front. Um, his jumping didn't exactly shout out to me and say that were he jumped well. He, he made about three errors. I I counted. Harry Skelton did the opposite of what he did at the weekend. Instead of riding at the back, he made all his rides at, at the weekend were all from the back at Aintree, and he did the complete opposite uh, here, and he got the job done. Maria Barry, ten out of ten. I can I can see. So that's two novice chase wins now. They'll probably go for a graded race towards Christmas time, find that she's not good enough, and then go the handicap route. Yeah, I, I won't disagree with any of that, mate. Uh, next race we'll talk another novice chase is Seos Emery, who won the Poplar Square Chase at Nace. Good performance, Lewis? Yeah, not, not a novice, obviously. Oh. Uh, he won his, well, th- that was the issue with him because he won. He had one race last season and he won it. Yeah, second so season. He could say But he was he was the offside back for the Arkle last year. Uh, beat the Arkle winner on his on his chasing debut. Uh, I thought this was I thought this was good. Good. I thought this was good, and he'd be. Oh, knew what we know he's, a, he's an all right low one fifties horse. That put Silas Emery high one fifties, spanking him nine and a half lengths, without ever really being asked for much. Uh, 
he could be a great on level chaser, mate. He yeah. could be a great on level chaser. He yeah. was he was a good novice hurdler. I thought he'd have won the Arkle last season had he not got injured. Uh, slightly under the radar, isn't he still? And he's, he's a very, very hard horse to assess because we've not, what, barring, barring at the weekend, he'd had one, one run in two years. Yeah. So he's, he's a hard horse to assess and know exactly how good he is, but what I would say is he's, look, he'd, he'd, he'd have to be knocking on the door around the level of, you know, Soul Royale, Politolog. He's probably already about as good as them. It's yeah. just about how good we reckon Shaquem Forsoir and what the plan is with Altiora as to whether you could see Silas Emery as a champion chase contender. Yeah, yeah, he's as short as nine to one now for the uh, for the champion chase, which That's too short. which is far too short in my opinion. There's you look at Politolog at sixteens and he he shouts out to you. He's been there, done it, bought the t-shirt, and should be a lot shorter, shouldn't it? Should it? He won't win it. He won't win it, but he should be. It's an in, it's an insulting price for him. No, I disagree there, mate. I know but we're going to talk about Politolog a bit later on when we have the slow chase. We will. Uh, He's, he's entered in that at the weekend. Uh, I disagree with that in terms of that being a, you know, these exciting novices coming through. And I, I know we say, I know we say, uh, you know, the market does tend to, and we do tend to overestimate potential in terms of novices. But look, I'd, I'd say in, in two champion chase runs, we've, we've just seen that Politolog just won't win it. Yeah. If there's a proper grade one horse in there, Shaquem Poswar could be one. Altior is one if he goes. Seal Semery could be one. There's three there that you'd be expecting. I guess connections would hope would be better than Politolog. Yeah. In my opinion. Yep, yeah. and we'll move on to another second season chaser uh, in Santini, who made his seasonal reappearance at Sandown in the intermediate chase, scraping home. Uh, by a head to now McGinty and talking talkies cheap was well behind. Santini the bolt. Do you agree, Lewis? Uh, on the wind up, I do. Yeah, <laughs> funny, isn't it? Uh, and uh, anyone anyone who dares take on loss in translation, look, this was all right again. S- similar enough to reserve tank. He is a out. I mean, look, if if the gold cup were four miles, it'd be right up his street, wouldn't it? Yeah. And that's, that's not to say he's a he's a boaty boat, because he's clearly all right. You know, he, he's finished second in a quarter star, second in an RSA, and he wants as much of a stamina test over three miles as you can give him. Uh, he's kept on. He's kept on with now McGinty's challenge him as well, who I know he's a horse for some reason you don't like, but <laughs> I've always had a lot of time for. No, I, I've got a slight suggestion for him. I, I'll let you finish about Santini, but I'll... I'll... I'll just pitch my idea about now McGinty later on. But yeah, like like adequate. He's 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 not a horse I am particularly infused about. I liked him as a novice hurdler. I wasn't particularly sure how much how good his novice chasing was. Look, he was clearly very very good, but. I don't know, mate. I, I, maybe I just rate him a couple of pounds lower than everyone else's, and yeah. therefore yeah. I, I find him underpriced in the market and less of a betting proposition uh, than, than other people tend to do. I don't see what in his form 
suggest that he's this season's Gold Cup winner. The idea that he wants a you know a proper stamina test and he'll get it in the Gold Cup. Yeah. Unless the ground's absolutely bottomless. Like Native you know. Rivers, yeah. Yeah, it does. The boats win. The Cottle Star won two Gold Cups and he won a Tingle Creek. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? There's a difference between the Gold Cup, you know. Well, well ever since he's... His debut at Newbury in that novice hurdle beating the best horse in chain in Chef de Zobo. Um He's always been gone. Well, he's always took his main tag. It's always going to be the Cheltenham Gold Cup. Um, I'd be interested to see him running the Grand National, if I was brutally honest. Um, he was carrying a lot of condition at the weekend, which I'm willing... Uh, it will certainly improve for this, this run. Uh, he raced lazily. From the pictures I've seen, he's looked like an absolute giant in his parade ring. He's quite clearly not been ready, and he's still got the job done. So, his class has shone through. Now McGinty's on an absolute cracker. Now, now McGinty must go for the Welsh National. I, th- I think he's a serious, serious candidate for the Welsh National. Jim, are, are, you, are you trying to take credit for what the trainers said in interviews, even at the back end of last season, as being your sort of a... Some sort of ingenious plan that only you've cooked up when right. you've been the plan for nine months. Has it? No. Maybe because I've not been his biggest fan, I've never even read about him or listened to any attention, paid any attention to what his plans are. <laughs> yeah, no, he said it back end of last season, as Stuart Edmund said, first part of call will be Welsh National. Well, you know, short term target for next season, Welsh National. He said it again after this race. Did he? So, um, yeah, unfortunately. Jimbo's MI5 top secret plan for now McGinty has been blown months ago. Well, uh, I, I do, I do like him. I, I like him after this performance. I thought he ran really well, and the Welsh, the Welsh Nationals are an obvious target where he'll more than likely face Native River. Can I ask you, Jim, as well about uh, people saying at the weekend? Nick Walk tweeted about Santini. You know, and I know you've thought about lost in translation, not running in the Ladbrokes Hennessy. Uh, what what do you make of that? Because I understand why. I Go understand on. why. If, if I had a horse rated above one sixty, I don't think I'd run right. in that race. Right. Why? Because it not just bottom them, out, bottom them out a bit. Yeah, because you I, know, I, I, a, a big a big weight carrying performance. You know, what, does, does that take? More of a toll on a horse. Yeah, because Denman was a special sort of horse, wasn't he? He was a one in a lifetime. Well, we had three at that, that time who were who were horses of a lifetime who could run in handicaps off top weight and do the job. Um, I'd have loved to have seen Lost in Translation go the Labrooks Trophy. But in hindsight, I'd rather go and see him running classy races and go for the Triple Crown, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, I... I is it because the Labrooks Trophy now doesn't have as good a reputation? Would you say? Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. Last year's field was a bit rubbish, wasn't it? There were only 30, thirteen of them. Yeah, it's field Something like up, that, didn't it? Yeah, it, it was. It was a. It was a free runner. Uh, you know, free runner placings, which is ridiculous. Dingo, Dingo Dollar was there or thereabouts. He was disappointing. Yeah, he referred it, but look, I guess it's it's one of them where it, where it does take a big, 
a big performance off, off of Castles. And don't get me wrong, good horses have won this in the past couple of years. Second season, Chaseville. Whisper was touched off by Total Recall. Yeah. Whisper was touched off in the RSA, the, you know, the uh, you know Mark season back. pride. That Native River was a good novice chaser. Smart place, many clouds. You know, it fits the profile of a second season chaser that you know tends to do well in the Hennessy. I know Bob's have won it en route to winning the Gold Cup. Yeah. Uh, but I, I kind of understand how the race is now and how Santini's red is he won that off one six three. Just just I think it just in terms of watching watching the horse and he's a horse who has had minor issues here and there. Yeah, when they're taking it all out of him. Yeah, that erring him erring on the side of caution with him and giving him a little bit of a easier, lighter campaign yeah. would be the thing to do. So where would you go next with Santini? Would you go over the Irish Sea? Potentially, potentially, they're not going to go King George or he's not a Kempton or whatsoever. No. Uh, you, you could see it be a leopard. Uh, like Christmas cheese. Yeah. Yeah. That, I'd almost be tempted just to wait, though, uh, until Trials Day. Yeah. Cotswold. Yeah. That, that's what, three, three, one and a half. Uh, hasn't been the strongest of. No, you, you definitely reds turn up, don't they? You're elegant escapes. Yeah, your solid, solid boats turn up. <laughs> no, and I, I think that played to his strengths. Look, he, he should the Gold Cup should be his best performance of the season. Yeah, yeah. It's the one race. It's a great one race that should play to Santini's strengths more than anything. I just wonder whether he will be found out by horses with more gears than he has. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, we'll move on as well now. Back, we'll, we'll go back to Newbury where Champ made his novice chase uh, debut. He, he was very impressive and he's now as short as 5-1 to one to win the RSA. Don't think it's a mad price. I know a lot of people have slated it. I don't think it's a mad price. Really impressed with him. Were you? Yeah, the further he goes, the better he'll be. Yeah. That, that's all I see. He's a proper, proper staying chaser. I, I've said on the podcast before, Denman-esque. Yeah, you know, you've always given both, them a good reputation. Reputation. Both won the channel. Well, you know, was Denman not beaten in the Ballymore as well? I can't remember Delhi. I can't remember Denman as a hurdler. I was too young. He was, you know, when I first started getting yeah. into racing, he'd already, he was already a Gold Cup winner. But did, did, was he not beaten in the uh, in the Ballymore like Champos as well after he won the channel? He was beaten in the Royal Sun Alliance by Nicanor. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's the same race, isn't so it? it? Will have the been. Bearing Bingham. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, just, just, yeah. Reminds me, of, yeah, that, that was a good race as well. What, what champ won? You know, it was a race that a certain lost in translation got beaten last year as well, it wasn't was, it? It was uh, lost in translation made a serious, serious mistake. At, at, I think it was at the second or third last where he made a massive hole in it. Um, oh yeah, that was broke the, broke the fence down, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. No, but with Champ, I just get the feeling it just takes him a while to warm up. And almost in an opposite manner to Santini, who doesn't, who I don't think has loads of gears, I think Champ does, and it just takes him a while to warm up through them. And it seems to me he will always, always be strongest at his at the finish. Yeah, yeah. You, you understand what I mean? Yeah, he's, I get he's, And... Or... 
I'm a, I was a bit daft for not taking the eight to one about him for the champ uh, for the RSA because you know he was my anti post selection for it. Uh, I, I've not had a bet on him. I don't think five is a ridiculous price, and I think he's the staying obvious chaser to beat this season. Yeah, well, you obviously think that. I, I've always said Manila indoors. I, I think. It'll be his season once again over fences. It's a, it's been, it, that was a good race. He beat Dashiell Drasher. Highest son beats down back and forth. Disappointed once again. You thought the world of him at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I, I really, really, really like Beekstown as a novice hurdler. I backed him for the uh, for the Ballymore last season. Uh, not quite sure what it is what it is with him so far this year. I wasn't mad impressed when he got beat by Sam Spinner either. No. Looked to uh, look to well. There's a lot of Beakstown. Yeah. And like I said, it's something I'm I'm very fallible with. That for a big horse, I immediately assume they will make a much better chaser than they were a hurdler. Yeah. Beakstown seems to struggle to get all of him from one side to another <laughs> of the fence. You know, being big doesn't mean he's stepping over his fences like top of the game. Yeah. It's like he's, he's a bit hefty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's a bit, it's a bit of an effort having to pick himself up. It's a bit like you getting out of bed in the morning, isn't it? <laughs> well, cheers. Yeah, it, it's it's a struggle to be honest. Yeah, but no, there's not not much more. I touch on with champ. I look marks out of ten for that. S- you know, slow enough at one or two for the chasing debut. Very very little faults. Nine out of ten and. Say the further he goes, the better it'll be. Twenty twenty one Gold Cup champ versus Sam Crow. Ooh, exciting! Is it exciting stuff? Have you got anything else to mention? Any more highlights uh, of horses throughout the week? Uh, I, I, I touch on Andy Dufresne, who is a horse with a that's always have a, a massive reputation. Uh, looked very very good winning the maiden hurdle at Navan over over two and a half miles. Uh, Interesting to see what they do with him and Envoy Allen for the same yard. I know you're assuming Malone Road when he comes that fit will be the supreme horse. No, I don't think. No, I don't. I've I've had a no. change of thought. Malone Road goes back for the bumper. Keep him the bumper route while Envoy Ooh. Allen while Envoy Allen carries on plodding away at the hurdle. I think interesting. I think Andy Dufresne will be the supreme horse. Envoy Allen will be the Ballymore, and Malone Road will be the bumper. That's that's my first intention. Well, that's what I hope. Interested, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I might as well just rattle through Navamore with you. Abracadabras, Very looking a lot more of a professional racehorse than he did as a bumper. <laughs> um, uh, he's he's quite good, isn't he, Jim? He could. He he he's a sort of horse who could pick up these like early, early graded novice races. Something like, like quick the Royal grab, Bond. like quick grab him did last year. Oh, I think Abracadabras is better than Quick Rabbit, man. Yeah. I do. I was impressed by his performance at the weekend. I thought it was very good. Yeah. Apple's Jade's got everything to prove now, Jim. Bacardi's is solid, but... And to be fair, actually, he's, he's always had a sort of performance in him as Bacardi. Yeah. Who, bear, who mind, he's rated £2 worse than, to be fair, which is a, we've got something we're going to touch on in a bit. Which is <laughs> Ridiculous. Apple, Apple's Jade, it's got to be... The mare's hurdle route again for a Shuley because she's not winning an open. She's going for the Hatton's Grace and she's going for four. Yeah, but you couldn't back her off, off the back of her previous three runs at all. Uh, Bally Yashin, bit of a legend in Ireland, isn't he? He does, is. does really well. 
in these sort of races and fair play to Ender Bulger uh, got another great two out of him Disappointing uh, Aplutar and oh, what's his, his name's just escaped me the Arco winner yeah. Duke de Geneva Duke, Duke de we all knew that race was absolutely crap uh, <laughs> doesn't mean anything Duke de Geneva is a likely runner in the Grand Annual and the Champion Chase, in my opinion. The Arkle was, you know, a Farcical. race full of 145 horses. The fact that Duke de Geneva as well, reading the, uh, reading the pre-race time for things, we call him a top-class chaser. <laughs> Off the back of one performance, how many top-class chasers get beat first two times up? <laughs> Not happy with that, are you? His, his record's two out of six. He's not top class. His official rating's 162. It should be at least 10 worse. Uh, yeah, not a chance he wins a graded race this season. After Utah, I'd be a lot more forgiving of. Yeah. Trip clearly too short for him. Back up to two and a half, and you've got a, you've got a proper performer on your hands there. Maybe not quite grade one level yet, but these sort of grade twos in Ireland. The Conmel Oil Chase is on Thursday. Which, if he'd not run at that weekend, is the sort of race I'd have liked to have seen him in. Yeah, you, you could work. Would you work his season back from the Ryanair? Would you? Would that be his main target? That'd be that'd be my plan. That'd be the plan. Interesting. Interesting. How else? Uh, Melon is the whole stone of the two mile division. <laughs> if you're half decent horse, you need to beat Melon ten times out of ten. Uh, Fuck yeah, dude! He did that. Yeah, Fakir Udri is a good horse. He's a good horse and one I've got a lot of time for. Uh, look, he'll only, he's still only four, but he had he had chasing experience over in France. Uh, was a pretty pretty solid juvenile last season as well. I know people knocked him because he didn't win anything at the uh, you know any of the spring festivals. He went to Cheltenham, Aintree and Punchestown and got beat out of them all. They were all good performances in defeat. They were. Uh, don't underestimate him this year. Don't underestimate him this year. Yeah, fair dues, I agree. Estimate Mellon about where he is, which is a one five two horse. Yeah. And is that's now what he's not from nine in grade ones. I can't believe he was you know, eight for the Arkle anti post. No. No, and he's a horse. I mean you kind of have a bit of time for him, don't you? And to be fair, I, I don't mind him. I do I don't have a problem. I followed with him off a cliff last season. Um I don't I don't mind a horse who is just as good as he is, but I think you will tend to find Mellon will always be a couple of points shorter in the market than he has any right to be, yeah. uh, based on him, you know, going off Fab for a Supreme a couple of years ago, etc., etc. Uh, and yeah, he, he's a horse I would always take take on. Uh, I was being with Fakir Dudery yeah. at the weekend, yeah. and. He'll win races in Ireland with Mellon, but he he shouldn't be anywhere near the front end of an arco for this season, in my opinion. Yeah, fair dues. Does, does that wrap it up? Yeah, it does. It does. It does from my point of view, unless there's, there's nothing to, else on my end. I'll give, I'll give one mention. Who won Deso Bob? Legend. Absolute legend. Yeah, fair point. Um, Go on, the old boy, winning the veterans' chase. Great to see him win it once again, and he just turns up season upon season. Yeah, we love Hillborn Desobo. Proper, proper animal. Uh, so, up next, we will talk about the Cheltenham uh, December meeting next. December? <laughs> December meeting? What, well, am I, what am I talking about? Sorry, I bet Victor meeting. As if I've 
why have I chose December? December's not even the correct month. Oh, it's funny, and I'll keep it nice funny. <laughs> so we'll kick off the Bet Victor meeting with the steel plate and sections novice chase that takes place on Friday at 2.25, and Birchdale heads the market at 2-1, Jarvis Plate at 7-2, Brewing Up a Storm 4-1, Angel's Breath at 11-2, Not That Fusey 9-1, and 12-1 Bar, which include... Mr. Fisher and Ballymoy. Lewis, strong opinions on this race? The market's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, very. Wise getaway truck. This is the wrong race. I'm, I'm, I was. Sorry, Jim, I'm looking at the race on on Sunday. <laughs> uh, I want to say Wise getaway Trump Fab. Well, uh, well, but why is Birchdale 2 to 1 favourite and Jarvis Plate 7 to 2? I do not know. You could, uh, maybe, maybe. Burtale did look very, very good. He did? Here last season. And he beat Jarvis Plate. Bear in mind, over 19 lengths. And Hendo admitted they went for the wrong race at Cheltenham. You know, Champ should have gone Potato Race. Burtale should have gone Ballymore. Yeah. That was, you know, that was something they admitted. So I understand, I understand off the back of that, and Jarvis Plate gives Burtale £8 here with Birchdale potentially being a horse with a higher ceiling as well than Jarvis Plate, I can entirely see why he's favourite. But it's going to have to be some performance on Norris Chase's debut to even... Well, Jarvis Plate was, I thought, exceptional on uh, seasonal reappearance against Reserve Tank. <coughs> it was all right. It was good. Not that look, he was good, actually. It was good. It was good. To me, it looked like a furrow for a stale. Yeah. Uh, I'd be surprised if his ceiling was as high as a couple of these, though. Do you think? If I'm honest, yeah. Brewing up a storm at four to one, I think, is a cracking price. I think stepping back up to two mile four after his novice chase debut at Carlisle, I thought that was a very good performance over two miles. Just got the job done. If he goes for this race, I've I've always been a massive fan of Brewing up a storm. I think he'd be massively interesting. Would he beat Birchdale? I think he would. Had he stood up? I think he would. I'm of that opinion. And do you like... I mean, what do you like him more over? Two or two and a half? Oh, two and a half every day of the week. Um, the, towards the end of last season, I was in agreement with everyone saying, well, they should step him back to two miles. Um, but now looking back at it, I think that Carlisle victory just showed that maybe he does want two mile for... It's a shame there's no two-mile two race because um, that would probably be ideal. He's a, a bit of a super Sunday, really. You can't really find the perfect race. That's a bit of an insult, to be brutally fair. Um, but, um, yeah, I, th- I think brewing up a storm's quite interesting in this race. And at 4-1's a, a decent bet at this moment in time. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with uh, you on, on that regarding brewing up a storm. Angel's breath, mate. Angel's breath is an interesting one because look looking at his runs back end of last season, to me suggested a horse who wants two and a half minimum. Yeah. Future three miler potentially. Well, he won his point over three miles, didn't he? Yeah, and he's he's a sort that should be a better chaser. I won't I won't give up on him yet. No. This is this is a good race. This is a good race. Be interesting to see if he does turn up here because Nicky Henderson has a has a handful of three de- decent 
novice hurdlers that he had last season. Mr. Fisher in there as well as Birchdale. Be interested to see which one he goes for because if he goes with Birchdale, would you say Birchdale's his number one out of them three that he has? For for what the JLT? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. If, look, I, I I think it's hard hard to make that call without seeing what he does on Chase debut. Yeah, fair fair dues, fair dues. I just mentioned as well, Angel's Breath, I was just looking back at his point-to-point form. Sometimes I quite like seeing, you know, what horses they've beaten in points uh, tend to do. Uh, you know, how, how the form of them work out. Yeah. Uh, the horse, Angel's Breath, being second in his, on his point debut, won at Market Raisin the other day in a Class 5 race named after a cheese society. <laughs> Tad Rooney, who's uh, Nigel Hawk now, won the Marquis of Granby Cheese Society chase. Uh He's also declared today, as we record Tuesday, to run at Lingfield over two mile four, uh, and he's nine to four favourite. <laughs> Is that in the Jacobs Crackers Society or? <laughs> I think he'd be more of a Wensleydale fan if I'm being brutally honest. Uh, you, you know more about food than me, pal. You know more about food than me. Jim came second on Junior Master Chef. I'm not sure if he told anyone that before on the podcast. And I, I knew I've not I know him for about two and a half years before he decided to even bring it up. It's just never come up in conversation, really. If you were if you were second on <laughs> a, a BBC competition show, I'm shouting it from rooftops, mate. Top of my CV. Banging, <laughs> banging me drum all the time, yeah. <laughs> anyway, enough about that. Any any strong players in this then, Lewis? Final selections? No, like I say, early, I don't like early doors. Well, I love them. I love them, but betting propositions, these are the races. I don't like betting on. I don't like betting on these. Uh, if you were to push me for one at this stage, uh, I'd probably be brewing up a storm. We both know how much we like him. Yeah. But the, the, there was very little between a lot of these as, as hurdlers. Yeah. And it's about seeing who adapts to it more. So watching brief. I, I, I like me. I like trying to predict what's going to happen with this lot in March. But at this stage, I can't decide what's going to happen on Friday. Yeah, fair dues. I'm with you there as well. Brewing up a storm. I think Birchdale will run a good race, but it's going to take some feet on Novice Chase debut to try and get to the likes of Brewing up a storm, Javis Plate, because their performances first time out were, were very, very good. Um, they've had the experience over Birchdale. Be an inter- interesting sort of race. I'm looking forward to what lines up. I hope there's a decent field as well. Um, at this moment in time, there's 13 declared. I hope there's a solid eight. Uh, each way, value could be in there in Not That Fuse, who ran outstandingly well behind Al Dancer last time out. Yeah, he's, he's more, he, he shouldn't have the potential, son of these, so should he? He's, like we said, uh, close brothers written all over him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll stick to the Friday now, and the Ballymore Novices Hurdle Grade 2, registered as the... Hyde Novices Hurdle, and there's no betting out at this moment in time, but there's a few nice horses in this race who we'll just give a mention to. Uh, we'll start off with Time Hill, uh, I.K. Brunel, Lair Devont, and Eden De Who's in here who disappointed on debut. Lewis, strong opinions? Not really. Look, it's, it's, it's a nice type. I think, it's, I think it's better off just trying to point out that, you know, this race exists and looks like it could be tidy enough rather than trying to analyse, especially with these novice hurdles, because the fields for these 
tend to cut up pretty, you know, pretty badly in the in the next couple of days. Yeah. Ike Brunel could be quite good. He yeah. looked quite good last month, uh, and you know, I really like last season's champion bumper form, and therefore I really like Time Hill. Uh, they'd be the two if if I was to make a so if if I was to make a tentative selection at this stage, but. It's hard to speak about this sort of race with any sort of confidence. Yeah, well, I, I quite like the chances of Lair Devon in this. Um, Travelled really well in the last race. Champion Wells also entered in this race, who beat him last time. Um, I, I think he travelled very well, and I thought he'd improve a lot for the run, and if that race was to run in two weeks' time, he'd win. And look look where he is now. He's re reopposing the uh, winner, and I, th I think if he turns up, he'll have a serious chance. Are we missing out, Are we missing out the... Uh... The champion, the two to one favourite for the champion hurdle. Uh, go on. Uh, Yanworth is in the cross country. Oh, sugar, yeah, I forgot about Yanworth. How can we forget about Yanworth? <laughs> He's still only nine. It's mental. Is that not insane? Absolutely. Like, not two to one favourite for a champion hurdle. Only two years ago, or 2017. Christ. So three seasons ago. Christ. It's mental, isn't it? I'm just going to have a look at this, mate. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Fourteen races in a row, Yanworth went off favourite for. <laughs> the absolute That's freak That's a ridiculous kid. record. That's an absolutely bizarre record, even for him. Uh, I just find it funny that he's cross-country chasing now. Nothing, Nothing else to add there. Just, it's funny. He pulled up last time in uh, handicap hurdle at Listall, didn't he? And it'd be interesting to see what he thinks of these big fences because three mile six, he's certainly going to test his stamina. Because I've never been a strong one on his stamina. I, you, you've always thought he was more of a stayer than me, didn't you? Yeah, look, I, I, I liked him when he was a hurdler when he was young. Uh, soon became. Obvious that he was not the sort of horse you could trust with any length of barge pole, uh, and yeah, he's been a bit of a barge pole horse for that. You know, in that time period, it just how how oft, how often would you see a champion hurdle favourite two years later going off a bigger price to win a race to win the same race? as a horse who was finished 10th in that season's cross-country on the same day. <laughs> it's mental, isn't it? It's King, Kingsville Fietta. Mental. And they were running... One was champion hurdle favourite on the same day, as Kingsville Fietta went off 33 to the cross-country. <laughs> and now they're running in the same race, and Kingsville Fietta has a shorter price. I'd have loved someone to have predicted that two years ago. It would have been mental, wouldn't it? Yeah, come on the Amherst though. I mean, it's never going to happen. Uh, but come on then, case. <laughs> right, so we'll move on to the second day of Cheltenham, on to the Saturday, and the first race we will talk about is the 150 Bet Victor Smart Cards Handicap Chase, known as... Stay in chase, stay in chase. No, known as just the three mile three stay in chase to me and Lewis, and Ramsey's de Tay... Tay? Is it, oh, we, we Ramsey's can, de Tay we went with last year, didn't Ramsey's de Tay heads the market at 11-2. to two. Cogri 7-1. to one. Little Rockefeller at 8s with Pot Rockstar and West Approach. 
single farm payment, the absolute fruitcake that he is at 10 to 1. He's not, a, no, can a week go by without you calling any horse a fruitcake? Single farm payment is a fruitcake, he doesn't like it. Slightly ungenuine, not a fruitcake. <laughs> Big River 12s, uh, Keeper Hill's the same, Arthur's Gift and Potter's Legend at 14s. Lewis, we'll start with Ramsey's. One last time out over hurdles, had a nice pipe opener at Cheltenham. What do you think he deserves to be at the head of the market here? I do, I do. It's a horse. It's a horse I like. We've got a lot of time for him. We were with him for the Grand National last season. Uh, this is the sort of race he goes well in, especially if it's a bog. Up to a mark of one five three, which is a career high. Steepy enough, but look, he was on an upward curve. He was on an upward curve last season. I thought, like I said, I really liked him for the national last season. Yeah, I was, I was surprised he didn't. He never went a yard in it because he went off. He went off twenties. He was available at thirty threes either in the week. And if he'd have won, it was narrowly denied in the national trial and the Welsh national. You know, if he'd have got up in either of those, he'd have been half the price. He'd have been ten to one. Yeah, yeah. second favourite behind Tiger Roll. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just very, very solid at this level. And, you know, still on an upward enough curve. Uh, just not a major fan of top weights in these sort of races, but I guess I guess he's rated where he is because of what he's shown this what season, he's last season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just going back to his form last season when he ran in the Haydock Grand National Trial, I can't believe that race was run on good ground. No race at Haydock in the winter is run on good ground. Well, February is still winter for Haydock. That was never... I was there. That was never... It was raining the whole time. How did they class that as good ground? Ridiculous. I'm so, sorry. That, that back off a tangent. But Ramsey's solid type. 11-2, to two, do you think's a bit too short for him? Yeah, short, short-ish. Short enough, mate, in this sort of race. But look, that's... that's I, I, I reckon that, that's pretty much what you'll get in the field at a, you know, come Saturday. Yeah. I can't see anything going off much shorter than that. The Cheltenham handicap specialist, Cogri, he's in here at 7 to 1, second favourite. He ran an acceptable race first time out when finishing third in a similar sort of race to this behind the uh, behind the conditional, where West Approach was gambled on once again for another race. He's also in the race at 8 to 1. His favourite, his favourite with Bet365. Is West Approach favourite? He is. What price will West Approach go off on the day? Should we make a prediction? Oh God! Three to one. Three to one. <laughs> um, people, people have an obsession with obsession with West Approach. Must West pe- Approach, Eamon and Kernock double. Surely they're both going to win a race. Some, you know, at some point. At some stage in their life, they're, they're going to have to put their head in front, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Anything? Not, anything strong of of your fancies in this, Lewis? Uh, Pop Rockstar did did it quite well up at. Up at Carlisle last time out, look, that that was a class three. He's, he's, he's not got any any form anywhere near uh, the likes of you know horses who've been running in Grand Nationals and at Cheltenham festivals, you know. But he's he's an interesting one. Up eight pounds for that, he's probably worth that eight pound rise. To be fair, and he's entitled to take his chance in this. Uh, Big River, interesting. Yeah, Lucinda Russell for Derek and Derek Fox. Yeah. Tidy enough, you know, a very, very eye-catching at the Cheltenham Festival when he tailed himself off uh, 
jumped, jumped like you were made of concrete <laughs> uh, and then managed to stay on into fourth. Uh, then he was, you know, there was no hiding place for him in the market. The Scottish Grand National next time out went off 8-1 to one for that. I think everyone kind of, I think everyone kind of thought he'd have been there or thereabouts, didn't run too badly in fifth. Uh I could I could give him a chance. I could give him a chance, and he's he's, he's twelve to one, which is a fair enough price. Jocked up with Derek Fox on board as well, so it seems like the planner mark of one three nine shouldn't be behind him. He's actually been dropped a pound, I think, for the finishing fifth in the Scottish National. Uh, he'd he'd be the one that stands out to me. You, you say nasty things about single farm payment a lot, but I actually don't think he was too bad at all last season, barely at Cheltenham at, at the Cheltenham Festival. No feeling. No feeling. Tried his utmost best to try and get his head in front against Cogri, didn't he, last, last season in December? Yeah, yeah, look, and look he's, he's just a bit. He doesn't really have the best of attitudes rather than being a, a lunatic. He'd just rather, you know, he's a bit like me, he'd just rather be at home watching, watching racing on telly <laughs> and eating protein bars <laughs> rather than doing any actual hard graft. Uh, but yeah, look, this is a sort of race he should go well in. He's down to a mark of one four two. He's been dropped for running quite well in the Grand National. I thought uh, better, better than I think a lot of people were expecting. He finished eighth in the National, and he, he went well well enough for a long way, and seemed to actually enjoy himself. So I wouldn't rule in, rule him out, even though that's the sort of thing I will say every time he runs this season, no matter how bad. He proved himself to be, and we all like little Rockefeller, who's still only eight. That seems strange. He's only eight. How? How? What a horse he's been for connections. Yeah, legend, didn't he? Uh, what? What do you make of him as a chaser? Plus, he's second to Bally Optic now. Looks quite good. Yeah, it does. Um, I've, I was slightly disappointed with his second to Bally Optic at Chepstow. But now, in in hindsight, you look at that race. Royal Vacation was fifth. He's run a cracker in the Badger Rails. Bally Optics got out and won the Charlie Hall. It must. It was pretty good performance. That to be to be honest, um, I, th- I think that I'd have to put him bang bang here for this race. De- just depends what going day Little Rockefeller's on, doesn't it? Ah, uh, he's tough as all, isn't he? He, 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 he loves he loves a scrap and. I, I hope he has a good season. I hope he has a good he's season. He's on my now. shortlist of three for this race, uh, and he's the shortest price of my three. Uh, I'm a massive fan of Potter's legend in this. Um, oh, go on. He's been off for... Well, he was off for 574 days with an injury. Uh, he come back at Cheltenham behind, to be fair, in the Potemps qualifier. He ran fifth. He ran an acceptable seasonal reappearance. Gets uh, him into the Potemps if they want. Yeah, Um uh, the plan for him his, is the national. I heard Matt Chapman talking to Connections on uh, Sky Sports Racing the other week. They can't wait to see him back in just uh, running. And the plan is to get him into the national. I, I think that his performance last year in the Stain Chase final handicap at Haydock was very, very good. He beat uh, Horatio Hornblower by 11 lengths decisively. I thought that was a decent enough sort of race. He's He's progressive. He's not. He's only had 15 runs over fences, and he's nine. He's won three of them. Uh, I, I still think there's room in his mark, and if the plants are the national, they've got to get him up to 140, haven't they? Uh, this is a race that 
I could see him being competitive in, if I'm being honest. I I see where you're coming from. I think it's an interesting point of view down at the foot of the weights. He's, you see, he is the bottom one in this. However, I just don't think he's as good a racehorse as several of these. Yeah, and my other one is Ballydyne, who last season was running exceptionally well in Grand National Trials. Uh, he was second uh, in the Peter Marsh behind, uh, third in the Peter Marsh, sorry, behind Wakanda. He ran a cracker. Uh, he ran in the rehearsal chase. Um, he's been knocking on the door to win a biggish handicap, and there's a decent prize for this uh, of 33 grand. And I wouldn't be surprised if Ballydyne was there or thereabouts, but he may need the run. Um, his form first time out isn't exactly amazing. He's, he's finished second a few times. So, yeah, he, he's my other, other one. Ballydyne, uh, Potter's legend, and Little Rockefeller. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I like I like those points, Jim. I like them. We'll, we'll, we'll move on to the Sunday and we'll save the bet victor to last because we're going to do a runner-by-runner runner for that one. Uh, and on the Sunday at one fifty, it's the Arkle Novices Chase Trial. Uh, Getaway, Trump, Al Dancer, Brewing Up a Storm, Rouge Viff, all in there. Getaway Trump is 13 to 8 at this moment in time, and there's places where Getaway Trump is shorter than Al Dancer. Um, absolutely ridiculous, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Bet365 and Getaway Trump's 11 to 8, Al Dancer 13 to 8. Christ. Even though Al Dancer's giving him £3, that's, is that just daft? I think it's ridiculous, if I'm being honest. Uh, Al Dancer's absolutely spanked him last time, to be to be honest. Uh, you can see why Getaway Trump will be better this time, though, don't you? know That's that I, I don't know the exact distance off the top of my head. I'll have a look now. Uh, five, five and three quarter lengths between them. You would expect it to be a lot shorter this time, given how, given that getaway Trump travelled better and seemed looked unfit. Yeah, he not did. Unfit, but not as fit as Al Dancer. Yeah, um, he just blew out, didn't he? Uh, travelled very well going round the bend, and they're two very nice novices who I think have got big futures. I'd still be in the Al Dancer camp, if I'm being honest. Um, Me too. He's been there, done it, bought the T-shirt. He won last time out, beat Getaway Trump. And, yeah, I think 13-8 to 8 is his best price around. I think he's a, got a cracking chance, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I, I think knowing what we know now, based on Chasing debut, maybe we actually underestimate that Al Dancer did actually... You know, was looked quite a lot better than Getaway Trump in the Betfair. Yeah. And even though Getaway Trump progressed, we kind of were looking at Getaway Trump's more recent. The improvement he made towards the back end of last season over that Al Dancer, barring finishing, you know, down the field in the Supreme, which it wasn't a race that suited him, might have actually just have been a better novice hurdler. And confirm that on chasing debut as well. Yeah, and that's this is from a quite a big getaway Trump fan. But again, I think the prices are wrong, and you'd have to be with Al Dancer. Punish the bookmakers and lump on Al Dancer. Is that is that our advice for this weekend? We say as getaway Trump wins by twenty five laps. <laughs> Everyone messaging in, going, you know absolutely nothing. Um, you know who won this race last year? Go on. Have a guess. 
Uh, so I'll give you a tip. Go on. Hint. He'll never win another race ever again. Christ, that's made no absolute difference whatsoever. But no one knows how to say his name. He'll never win a race. Is it Lala? Layla? Yeah. Layla? Yeah, it is. Lala. Lala, Layla, Lala. Whatever he is. There's many, uh, many different names under the sun that many of us have called him over the past couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's been a couple of other choice names I think people might have called him <laughs> as well. Uh, are we both in agreement that Aldanza wins this? 100%. I'm in the Aldanza camp. I think the £3 penalty won't be no difference to him. And he'll get the better of getaway Trump. Do you have a screen up at the minute, Jimbo? Yeah. Because your mate Brandon Castles uh, didn't run at the weekend, but he's, he's running now at Huntingdon. Is he? Yeah, in a race featuring Sebastopol and uh, Sophia's Rock. It's quite a good little handicap hurdle. Well, as we're recording this, uh, James is... James, I'm talking about me in the third person. My champion hurdle uh, fancy... Uh, what's, he, uh, what's he called? Honeysuckle won just before we recorded a uh, very good performance by her and I'd love her to run in the champion hurdle. We've, we've talked about her multiple times. Uh, we're both on. We're both on. We're both on. Um, Brandon Castle, the fruitcake. Oh, stop calling horses fruitcakes. God's Bird sake. Time. Uh, Bird time. He's about to run now and that's one of my favourites. Um, We'll move on to the Schleur Chase now at Cheltenham, where Deffy Desai heads the market at two to one, Politologue five to two, Sorial eleven to four, Saint Carvados seven to one, and Simply Ned twelve to one. Nui Premier Crew is a hundred to one, but an absolute no hoper in this. Uh, French doesn't make a difference. He's French. I know he's French, but it doesn't make a difference. He's still got no. no I'm just pointing it out. Nice to see one of them over here, even if he is. Do you reckon? Do you reckon he's over here? Because uh, they had a spare spare space on ferry uh, with Urgent uh, de Gugan, who's going to run it cross country. Yeah, more than that. Is Nui Premier Crew here just to like be a friend? Yeah, a bit like the Gorties to Monoly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nui Premier Crew is just a large goat. <laughs> Which we could have egg in our faces if Nui Premier Crew wins this. Um, do you think St. Calvados will run, or do you think the bet victor will be more, more of his street? Uh, I prefer to see him in the Schler. Uh The bet victor's a bigger pot. Is he jocked up in the bet victor because he's not on Sunday? Uh, no, he's not jocked up in either. If I was Harry Whittington, I'd go Schler. I think he's a two-miler out and out, uh, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So we should start with Deffy Desai, really, shouldn't we? Um, he progressed a lot, a lot better than what it, I was expecting last season uh, in novice chases. Uh, he beat my favourite, lost in translation, beat top of the game. He bumped into Shaq on Portswell towards the end of the season at Punchestown. Uh, he showed signs of his uh, juvenile hurdling days after he'd been in the wilderness as a four-year-old. Um, yeah. So, what do you think? He's top class, isn't he? he top is. of grade on horse nowadays. Uh, don't see the drop back down to two miles as a problem. Might be slightly better over two and a half in the same vein as Min. But if it is, it's a pound or two's difference. Uh, this this is going to be a good barometer of where he is this year. 
stepping out into open company because I, I know I've just spent you know a couple of minutes earlier slate you know slating Politolog. He's an impossible horse to slate really at this level, and same with So Royal. In fact, they are both Grade One horses. They are. They are both Grade One level horses and are unlucky to be around at the same time. In a generation where it's such high quality. Yeah, exactly. You know, if 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 you know that, I don't think they're any worse than Sayed Agruje, you know, etc. But Defi de Soy, man, uh, I don't know what to make this. So Royal and Politolog could just beat each other all all the time, can't they? I think So Royal is last season was the second best two miler around behind Altior. Behind Altior, yeah. Uh, and he looked to have Altior in more trouble. I know Politolog finished ahead of him in the Queen Mother, but So Royal looked to have Altior in trouble when he when he quickened, whereas Politolog stayed on past the beaten horses, and I know I would prefer the horse who looks likely to win a race for a period rather than one who overtakes beaten horses and never actually looks like winning it. Yeah. So I'd rather be with So Royal out of that pair. Uh Defi de Soy is just a fly in the ointment, though, isn't he? Yeah. I, I, uh, I'd, I'd be in the Defi de Soy camp at this moment in time. Um, I, I think I that... I, would. I think I would as well. I, I think his, his performances last season were very, very strong. Uh, maybe slightly biased. But, yeah, I, I think Defi de Soy will take all the beating here. Uh, he's getting three pounds off the other three, who I think will run politologues or I'll simply Ned. And I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see Defi decide back over fences. Yeah. No, what? 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 What would? What route would you take with Defi Desai this season, mate? Something changed on Ryanair, or Brandon Castle's dropped out at back at Telly and has been pulled up. By the way. Yeah. No. I. I think. Yeah. He's just fallen out the back of the Telly. I'm asking. I'm, I'm a couple of minutes behind. Good job. No money was sticked. Um, I think I'd go for the Ryanair. He was good. He was good last season. He was very, very good last season over two mile four. I'd probably go for the Ryanair. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, yeah, I, I, that, that 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 wasn't a debate. Really, that was just asking personal preference. If I'm honest, I'd be happy enough to see him in either. Yeah. Uh, be interesting to see how how this develops, uh, especially if he wins first time up against two good two milers, because then they might have a little bit more to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It's an exciting. I'd say this is the most exciting race of the weekend. I think there'll only be four runners, but I, th- I think that uh, there there are solid four runners. Just, just talking, Ben Jones has just rode the winner of the race at uh, Brandon Castle. He's a jockey seriously on fire. Uh, he's an exceptional claimer in this season. He's he's showing his, his serious potential. Yeah, doing well, isn't he? Doing yeah. well. He is. So we'll move on to the 3.30. It's just a, a brief touch on the Supreme Novice Hurdle trial, also known as the Sharps Novice Hurdle Grade 2. Uh, Echo heads the market at 7-2. Pacifier 9-2. Skidora 9-2. Hang in there 11-2. Gaskova 7-1 and 8-1 bar. Lewis, any strong opinions? Uh, not really, mate. Like like you say, just, just an interesting race just to run through. Who's running there? Pacifier's done really really well throughout the summer for Jamie Snowden and uh, I hope he continues it it's nice nice seeing horses get on streaks you know what I mean uh, how many is Pacify one in a row now five five yeah five five yeah uh, 
on the go since June as well over hurdles. So I, I like like I say, there's n- it's, these that, are the sort of races yeah. that are a bit hard to analyse days in advance because who turns up? He's not exactly goal. the easiest horse throughout his career either. When he was with Rafe Becky, he had to be delivered perfectly on the line. He wasn't exactly the most straightforward animal. But since going over hurdles, he's he's been revolutionised. Yeah, done. Yeah, he's done well. And, and look, Echo Echo's clearly an above average horse for Paul Nichols. You know, they ran him in the in the triumph last season, didn't they? They did. When he was still a maiden, uh, he went off hundred to one and finished sixth, which was a pretty decent performance, to be honest. Yeah, tidy little race, tidy little race. But this, I wouldn't have too much else to say about it. No, uh, and. Last, uh, the last race that we're just going to touch on before we do our full running preview is the Great Wood. Dropping back in time. Yeah, yeah the Great Wood at three o'clock, yeah. We, we were talking about this before, Jim, weren't we? Did This race used to be a lot better when we were going up. I used to love the Great Wood. It used to be the highlight of my weekend out of all these races. And I mean, a huge race on a Sunday, a big competitive handicap. It's brilliant. Yeah. But this year it's it failed to deliver really in the nicest possible way. Benny Bridge, Benny's Bridge heads the market at seven to one, seven to one. Humble Heroes at nine to one. Gumball Montreal Lecoq at tens. Cantista at twelves with K Destan and Red Force one. Zanza and Dame de Compagnie uh, are at sixteen to one and twenty to one. Bar with Project Blue Book, who I continue to carry on back in thinking he's well handicapped. Lewis. <laughs> Do you uh, do you think Benny's Bridge deserves his place at the top of the market? Yeah, he does. He does. Uh, it, it was good over course and distance last time. Uh, you know, was was a progressive type last season. Maybe just found out a little bit when he went in that novice handicap for that getaway trump one. Uh, sight set lower last time back into a class three. Really, really impressive. Uh, he's the right favourite. I'm not going to be with him, though. No? Who are you with? Uh, Monsieur Lecoq, as I have been for about the past five times he's ran. Uh, only just scrambled home in the Welsh Champion Hurdle last season. Lizzie Kelly taking a valuable three off, so he comes here off 142. He's OR. He's 145. He's just surely. He's just, I just think he's a better horse than that rating. Yeah. Just warm, warming up. The only time he was slightly disappointing last season was when he was in the county, and even then he wasn't too bad. He finished 10th, which in a big field handicap like that, and like you'll get today, you know, isn't isn't being beaten out the back of the telly. Uh, and that he was turned out only six days after he was second in the Imperial Cup. Uh, so, seasonal reappearance. Scraped home, got the job done in the Welsh Champion Hurdle. Uh, the sort of horse who sh- I'd like to be thinking at the start of the season, races like this, I mean, he's already won one really with the Welsh champion hurdle, but this and the Betfair, he's the sort of horse who should be ideally getting up uh, getting up in these sort of races. Yeah, he should be. I'll, I'll touch on Project Blue Book, who I'll more than likely back for this race. Um, he ran out last time at Weatherby when looking like he was going to win. Uh, John Joe O'Neill just got the hurdles completely wrong and didn't, he thought he had to miss the second last out, but he didn't, and he had to miss the third last out. And he just had a nightmare. Uh, one to forget for John Joe O'Neill, really, uh, junior. But I think Project Blue Book, he's not been put up any anymore in the weights. He would have won that day, and 20 to 1. I will continue to back Project Blue Book until he is retired. 
After that, now we might as well just briefly touch on the Morgiana just quickly. Uh, the William Mullins Morgiana hurdle, classical dream, heads the market. Bit Charger, Soldier, Petit Mouchoir, Apple's Jays in there. In there but not anymore, Jim. Jim, you must be looking at the. Uh, Maybe I. Oh, it is. we've updated. I've just pressed the refresh button and we now have five runners. Uh, William Mullins has three of them. Classical Dream, Sard, Charger, Saldier, Petit Mouchoir and Yaha Fizz are the field. Lewis, does Classical Dream win, need to win this to certainly be a definite champion hurdle hope? Uh, no, I don't think he needs to win it. I think he will win it. Yeah. I think if he's, I think if he's, if he's within a, you know, if, if if he comes home and a neck behind Charger, I don't think that dense prospects really for him to be fair. Because you don't have to be that much behind any of, you know, if if, if Classical Dream gets beat fractionally by Charger here, you'd probably expect Classical Dream actually to be the one with a little bit more potential. And even then, if, if, if you're getting into that sort of level where you're getting close enough to him, you could still win a champion hurdle because there's, there's, not, there's not loads between Charger, Boover, Dare, Etc. Etc. The one that you know we want Classical Dream to win this because we want an outstanding two-mile hurdler. Yeah. Apart from Honeysuckle. Yeah. Who's going to absolutely route everyone? Saldier is probably everyone's anti-post nap for the for the champion hurdler at this moment in time. I've seen everyone tip him up at sixteens. Um, where do you think Willie Mullins will even run all three of them? Uh. I think yeah. Might, I think he might run two. I think he'll run a well, he'll run classical dream or run Charger or Saldir. I think he'll run one of the two. Charger won this last year, didn't he? He did. And he he beat you know he beat Vahine and Wicklow Brave. You know, so he's, he's ran three in it in the race before us. And he powered or Hoodie can fly beating this as well a couple of years ago. Did really Hurricane, not have one of a really short price? Yeah, really short price one turned over in this by a stable mate thousand. No, Arctic Fire. Arctic Fire. Did Arctic Fire turn over Hurricane Fly in this? He must have. He will have. If I've pulled that out of the back of my brain somewhere, that's a good shout from me. Cracking shout. I'm proud shot. of me, but, uh, No, it's, it's, look, Mullins can run as many as, as he wants in it, really. I don't think he's going to... You know, there's only, uh, there's only so many two-mile grade ones in Ireland, and if you've got that many grade one horses, you know, they, they are going to have to race against each other at some point you know and they do and it's not something Mullins Mullins doesn't split split his championship horses so no I wouldn't be surprised if all three turned up yeah so final selection classical dream yeah definitely uh, Charger Charger is underappreciated and underrated and I backed him each way for the champion hurdle last season at a fairly big price after he won this uh, I just wouldn't don't quite rule him out don't quite rule him out about our you know, I don't think there's loads between him. So you've got the Chicast. You've got the Chicast. Who, who's classical dream first? Charger second. Soldier third. Yeah, I, I I am not on the Soldier bandwagon. No. As as lots of people, I it, you know it's you similar enough to Draconian in that the longer the longer he's off, the better he becomes. <laughs> in some people's mind, uh, you know, so, so, sometimes getting injured is the best thing that can happen to an horse's reputation. Uh, 
whilst I admit, look, he, he was giving Espar Dallin a race, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, he was. Well, he was going to beat Espar Dallin last season. But before that, nothing in his form suggests that he, he's champion hurdle quality. Uh, Petit Mouchoir, don't exactly know what's going on with him at the minute. Uh, not look like winning a race for about a decade. And yeah, is nice day out for the owners. Yeah, and he'll pick up obviously pick up some prize money. Are we ready to do runner by runner in the Betvictor Gold Cup? We are. So we will start number one, Saint Calvados, Harry Whittington, twelve to one. Lewis, what are your thoughts on him? Uh, really impressive last time out. Uh, arguably, well, I was going to say a career best. Beating footpad was probably a career best, but after things, things might not have uh, the kind of shot. A shot for the stars after that last season, didn't he? And it ended up being that he wasn't quite, quite an open grade one horse. Uh, back down to a mark of one five five though, and he absolutely bullied them uh, over two miles last season. Uh, beat Vanater, but by a length, but he was probably a bit more in hand than that. Uh, just a trip for me, mate. Looks all out of two miles to me. Yeah, and you've said before that the slow chase is more up your street for him. Yeah, that, 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 that's where I'd go. That's where I'd go if I were Harry Whittington. But look, I, I wouldn't rule him out. I can see why they they try him over two and a half. Cause he's, he's quite a strong traveller, isn't he? He is. And you know uh, that that could actually take him into the race in a, in a in a big field. I'd be more confident about him getting the trip weirdly in with a, a strong f- pace. Yeah. And, you know, somewhere where he's allowed to race enthusiastically rather than at rather than in a small field and having to dictate it on his own. Does that make, even though that yeah. almost contradicts yeah. itself? I you agree. I've agreed off. with everything you said about St. Calvados and I've got absolutely nothing to add on it because I think you're correct in what you've said. Not yeah, a- 10 to 1, I think he's too short. I, I say I would prefer, to, I think he, he would actually be a likely winner of the show chase. Yeah. Number two, Casablanca mix, Nicky Henderson, 20 to 1. Won his last two races. Her. Her, sorry. Oh, I, I can't... How many times has that happened to me? Uh, needs to step up on that performance last time, would you say, at market raising? Look, it was a career. It was a career best, but it's, it's what it's what we spoke about before, aren't we? Uh, summer jump ratings just go absolutely, absolutely out of the window, horses. don't they? Absolutely murdering horses. Her last chase start uh, prior to the summer jumps campaign, she was beaten off one four one at Huntingdon. She won two races in the summer. Well, and she's done it well, one at Aintree, and uh, absolutely hacks up in the summer plate. Yeah. She's now up to 154. Uh, weighted out of it, surely. Back, back, back against, you know, surely. back if, in a better race. And I, I personally, I have a down more as a good ground, good to soft horse, and if the ground goes any heavier, there'd be a major question marks over No, I, I agree. I don't think she'll win this. Number three, us and them uh, for Joseph O'Brien at eleven to one. Finish third last time out behind Snow Falcon uh, at Goran. Good performance, and do you think that performance puts him bang here? Uh, yes, I, I, I won't rule him out. He's he's, he's right likable, isn't he? Us and them. He is. He's right likable. Uh, unlucky to not win a big uh, one. You know, really last season kept banging his head on door second in the article. As much as we slag the Arkle off, other than them running this off one five one, which is about the level, you know, which is about how good last season's Arkle was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he wasn't wasn't disgraced at all in the, at, at Gowran. 
seasonal reappearance. Uh, should be there thereabouts, and he's one for the shortlist. Yeah, uh, I agree. And eleven to one, still a decent price about him. Number four, Sir Delac, Nick Williams, six to one favourite for the race. Uh, obvious strong candidate after winning uh, the last f- four races, beating Janica at Cheltenham, the highlight in March in the was it the Close Brothers? Brown Advisory. Brown's Advisory. I always get them two races mixed up. Obvious chance? Yeah, he's a right favourite. He's a right favourite. This horse jumps really well. He's got a first-rate attitude, and he was improving no end last season. Uh, there's a lot, a lot to like about him. He's the right favourite at 11-2. He is. He beat, ja- beat Janica twice last season, both at Cheltenham. Uh, we've seen Janica come out and win the Holden Gold Cup. Very, yeah. We saw him do that impressively. He's a horse that tries his hardest, and I'm looking forward to seeing Sir Delight seasonal reappearance. And yeah, I, I agree. Look. I think six to one favourite. He's still a decent price for this race, and obvious chance. Only, only thing is career high mark. Yeah, that's only, the only that, thing. That, 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 that'd be the only thing. There's a fair difference winning off one four one to one to one fifty, but. He's been, you know, the he's been off since Cheltenham. He could have progressed even more since then. He's he's not been seen since then, has he? So, yeah. Number five, Spirit of the Games, jocked up already with Harry Skelton riding for his brother Dan, seven to one. He's been a couple of people's fancies anti-post going into this race. Can you see any idea of him being in the first three? Yeah, I do. I like him. I like him. I liked him as a hurdler. Yeah. I got some place money back from him. Uh, thanks to extra places when he ran in the Coral Cup. Uh, but he 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 is a, he was a pretty consistent handicap hurdler, and he is sort of that will develop into a consistent handicap chaser as well. You know, he, he was third in the uh, in the plate that Cyril Delac won yeah. that that day. Now off level weights with him, now off level weights with him. Uh, and look, it's taken good horses to beat him. When he was beaten in the novice handicap, he was behind yeah. Kildee Start and Highway One or One, and gave weight to them both. Uh, only two and a half lengths behind Kildee's heart that day. And then again, you know, ran a good race in in the plate without without quite getting there. Pitched into grade one company next time at Aintree, uh, out of his depth. But th- this is a sort of race he should go well in. Look, he's, he's, he's seven to one for a reason. This is a sort of race that he should is. play to his strengths and he doesn't look badly weighted. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Number six, Magic Saint for Paul Nichols at twenty to one. He's wouldn't surprise me if he would outrun his odds in this race. If I'm being brutally honest, um, he's only five. He's a horse I've sort of been quite a big fan of over the years, and, and no no specific reason. Maybe he's over the years a well, horse who has made his British debut last November. Over the years, what am I talking about? Five year old. Um, Maybe since in beating, G- <coughs> beat, sorry, beating Gino Trail, he's always been a horse on my shortlist. Uh, February. Yeah, just, just ignore me. I'm just talking absolute rubbish. Um, he finished tenth in the Grand Annual, which I was slightly disappointed. He went off ninety-two favourite. Ninety-two favourite. Yeah, it, I thought he'd be a bit closer. The race obviously didn't go his way, um, but he's he's a horse that I wouldn't rule out at 20 to 1 he's one of the bigger prices that I think he's got a decent chance and at the age of 5 I still think there's time for him to pro- progress Trip are you, are you, is that your only worry close to 2 miles to me and also 148 has he been well found in the weights because in France he had good form over 2 mile 2 
um, on heavy ground uh, so the, the distance probably won't be a worry for me um, the weight 11 stone 1 could could slight be but I don't I, he's not a, a roll out 20 to 1 shot he's a he's a 3 out of 5 stars for me yeah fair enough I, I might give that a 2 yeah. we should have started doing stars shouldn't we we should have that would that, have been a good plan Oh, why do we only come up with this stuff when we're halfway through? <laughs> Number seven, Slate House. Uh, he's, Is he fab with who we are looking at? By he, the way? He's best odds guaranteed. He's just gone favourite for me, uh, at eleven to two. Uh, he's clear fab with who I'm. I'm looking at. <coughs> he's clear fab there, nine to two. We'll see where he's to eleven to two. Right. Well, I'm I'm just on best odds, and he's literally just gone eleven to two favourite for the race. Uh, for Colin Tizard, one last time out at. Cheltenham, uh, absolutely demolishing the field, finally putting up his expectations and winning decisively because everyone thought the world of him since he beat Somerville by at Cheltenham uh, in 2017 in the Supreme Novice Trial. He's disappointed a couple of times. He was eighth in the Arkle last season. Lewis, would you do you think he's deserves to be favourite over us and them over uh, lack, Sorry, arguably. Yeah, probably he does off the back of that. He, he looked like a handicap lot, didn't he? He did. He looked like a horse. You know, the penny had finally dropped with him. The only problem for me would be, again, a horse who is, you know, made of spaghetti and stuck together with gaffer tape. Uh, <laughs> how? You know, and don't get me wrong, he didn't really have to work hard for it last season, but that was a, that was a race on heavy ground that he's come home with easily. I would like to see him back a performance like that up. Because you look for his form, barring his first two starts, which were both, you know, novice hurdles, and they were fair, not Mickey Mouse, but you know what I mean? This, this is a different he might struggle, though, up £12 for that win. I, th- I yeah, think he'll it was, it was struggle after that. Well, I, I wouldn't say that, Jim, because he looked a £12 better horse he did. than his mark at Cheltenham. So that, 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 to me, is not a worry. What, what my worry is, is, can Slate House do it two times in a you know something like that twice in a row we've been you know having the physical problems that he has I know like we said about Tizard with the wind up I think Slate House had one as well didn't they it was very impressive over course and distance last time and look it wouldn't surprise me if he absolutely hacked up here again yeah I mean, and we were looking at the finished article this season uh, rather than the work in progress of last year, uh, might just be a bit short for me. Like I said, I, I would have just a slight doubt of this. Sort of race. It, it was only six, it was only six runners as well last month. This is going to be twenty or more. Uh, different kettle of fish for a pretty fragile horse. I'd like to see him do it on these conditions before I, in these con- sort of you know in this sort of race in these conditions where there'll be hurly burly. You know, they might be horses falling to his left and to his right, uh, and whether he's actually got the mentality to deal with things like that. You know, whereas whether we know Cyrodelac can. Yeah, another horse who is is quite similar to the makeup of him is number eight Bellamida Pictons. Um, he he'd had four hundred and fifty four days off before being well fancied to run in a handicap at Sandown for Venetia Williams. He's at 25-1 to 1 at this moment in time. Do you, could you see him being competitive? I think he's quite interesting at a price. Uh, he's interesting because we, we never runs. Yeah, he's one of because, he, because he, uh, he had 250 days off 
prior to 2017 and uh, finished second to a quarter length behind waiting patiently, which is a decent performance when you look at it, at the bare bones of it. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was. Uh, they tried him over three miles off time at Sandown in the race. That I think Ben won uh, on Silly Isles Day. Uh, look, could be anything. Won't want to back him at twenty to one. No. Won't want to back him at twenty to one after after his last performance. His only performance. Interesting in to see him back though. Back over two miles far. I, I think he's interesting. Number nine, Count Meribel for Mark Grant, already jocked up for Nigel Twiston Davies, fourteen to one, waving the flag for the lost in translation form. Who I'd love to see Count Meribel run a cracker in this, beating two and a quarter lengths last time out at Carlisle. Uh, I thought he was ultra consistent last season. Uh, he ran a ran well in nigh on every race. I thought, although you can say he finished seventh in the RSA, that was disappointing. I thought that was a good run. Uh, he was 66-1. He ran better than expectation, I thought. Uh, he's a horse I quite like. Uh, after he beat Liberal in Liberal in the Novice Chase last season at Cheltenham, he's always been a horse I've sort of underestimated, but he, he st- stormed onto the scene after that win. And, yeah, I, I think 14-1, to 1, back up the lost in translation form, it'll, it'll make him interesting. Is he on your shortlist? He is. Mine as well, liked what he did over course and distance last season. Don't think he looked like he wanted three miles in the RSA. No. That's on for two and a half last season. Look, he, he wasn't, he was never going to get anywhere near lost in translation, but he was a good pipe opener. You yeah. know, anyway, to come home ahead of Kildy Sat. Mark of 146 doesn't look unfair. Uh, I think he'll go well at 14 to 1, yeah. So I do, agree. So do I. I think, I think he's a serious each way player in this. Um, number 10, Mercy and Prince for Amy Murphy, 50 to 1. Any chance, even though one last time out? Uh, harsh. Uh, still might be a bit of a harsh mark, might it? Yeah, but I, I, st- I still think he's on a high, too high a up mark. Three pounds, up three pounds for winning at Plumpton last time. He's just not the sort of horse that has ever really threatened when he's had a going race like this. Running the uh, running the Cheltenham Festival Plate two years ago yeah. down the field, down the field in the Topham, down the field in the Greatwood. Uh, uh, Gold Cup at New Britain. You look at the races he has won uh, over over fences, three runner race, four runner race, you know, eight runner race. Not sure whether he's an horse who gets his rate. You know, he gets he gets his rate. He gets bumped up a bit for winning those small field races. That yeah, he does. Really, around, aren't really relevant and faking them and places like that. Yeah, and then. It wouldn't be for me, mate. No, he's not for me either. I'd rule him out. Number 11, not Nanus, the absolute fruitcake that he is. I can finally I'll, use I'll that. Allow, I'll, allow you, I'll allow you that He's one. at 14 to 1. He ran exceptionally well, I thought, uh, last time out behind St. Calvados when finishing third. Uh, he raced far too keenly. He rallied on the running and he only got beat. Wasn't far too keen? That's just how he races, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, you know, if... if if, if 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 you look at not Nanison, you say oh he raced. I wouldn't say that 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 was him racing too keen. That is just how he races. He's he's a bowling along front runner and yeah. Try and beat him all. You, you can't you can't control him. Yeah, he stayed on well last season. He, he stayed on really well, and, and and my question mark was the two mile four, but that performance, exactly. but that performance, give me a bit more confidence if he settles and doesn't have a. Anything running up against him early on? I, th- I think he could be in serious contention. Uh, I agree with you though about the trip. 
Yeah. And whilst I, I think I agree that you could take promise from what he did last last time out, I would also say does that style will that style of racing getting home over an extra half mile against horses who are definite stayers at the trip? I would say no. Yeah. Maybe if he was just up against you know something like St Calvados again and a horse who kind of had had to prove their stamina for this, maybe you could get away with it. Not against the likes of Siri Delac, yeah. uh, Spirit of the Games, etc., etc. I have a big knock Nanas fan, but he won't be for me in this. Yeah, he's certainly an interesting runner to watch. Number 12, Highway 101 for Chris Gordon at 20 to 1. Had a pipe opener over hurdles uh, at Fontwell, being beaten by Chapman's Hype. His form last season wasn't disgraceful. Uh, he ran in grading company more often than not. Uh, beaten by Aplutard in the Close Brothers and beaten by Kildesart in Dynamite Dollars multiple times. Do you think that he's got a chance in this? Yeah, I do. Yeah? I do. He's, he's sort of a sec- he's the sort of profile in his second season novice. Ran, you know, in the mid-140s, ran in good novice chases without actually ever being good enough to win one gets him a decent enough handicap mark that he could be slightly ahead of uh, he, he's got a chance he's yeah. got a chance I think one four four is a very fair mark and I think of 10 stone 11 he could be fairly dangerous yeah this is this is his trip I think he's weighted about right yeah. uh, if, if he runs to his best he, he could be there or thereabouts he's, he's not a particularly interesting one just because there always seems to be this profile in this race every year, and there'll probably be very similar ones when we do our, you know, Ladbrokes Trophy preview over three miles. Yeah, it's 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 a sort of profile that everyone looks at and goes, that could run well in something like this. Yeah, number thirteen. Not very good analysis from me, that is it. <laughs> bit bit poor, really. Uh, no, it, it wasn't. But look, yeah, just to say he's a horse we like, it, but. He's ran, he's ran well at Cheltenham before as well. Yeah. Uh, he's had a pipe opener. Was a bit disappointing at the festival, to be fair, but he was slightly better at uh, in that Cheltenham meeting that everyone forgets about yeah. uh, in April. Uh, yeah, look, you give him a chance. 14 to one's about right. His price is, a, uh, his mark's about right. This race should suit him. It's just whether, it's just whether there are a couple who are better than he is. Yeah. Number 13, Happy Diva. She's for Kerry Lee and at 16 to 1. She was second last time out behind Guitar Peter at Weatherby. Do you think that her handicap mark is slightly too high? No, I like her. Yeah. 143. She'd, be on, she'd be on my shortlist as well. Is really she? Consistent. Yeah, she is really consistent. Uh, rarely runs a bad way. Has a good attitude. Ran well behind Guitar Peter last time who... You know, he's, he's a smashing animal for Nicky Richards. Uh, second, over and on New Year's Day. She was brought behind ASO, which, you know, looks good now. Uh, brought down in this last season as well, which is a, which was a bit disappointing. I know quite a lot of people fancied her. Again, we we kind of know where we are with Happy Diva. Uh, and she's the sort of horse who I think, you know... Could plod onto a place. place. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see... The same, personally. Um, number 14, Demi Sang for Ben Haslam, 50-1. to 1. The price really shows the idea where I think Demi Sang will finish. Um, was third in the race that we've just talked about behind, behind Happy Diva and Guitar Pete. 
Do you think that Demi Sang's got a chance in this? No, not really. Got his mark up in summer jumping as well. He won at, won at Cartmel twice. He did. Uh, didn't run bad at Wimmerby last time. He didn't. didn't. Run bad at Wimmerby, but he's got it all to do. Move from move from uh, Willie Mullins, wasn't he? Uh, early in early 2018 to Ben Haslam, he's he's in the race, and I, I don't think he'll be competitive at all. If I'm being honest. No, fair enough. Number 15, Royal Village for the Mick Fitzgerald Racing Club and Ian Williams at 33-1. to 1. I, I, I took some positives out of his run at Market Raisin last time. I think he'll certainly improve for the run. Um, he ran over 2 mile 5. I, I, he's a horse that I, I like in the race, and I think the market's slightly over overpricing him at 25s, if I'm being brutally honest. He does need to improve a fair bit, but if, if you look... He finished second to Casablanca Mix in the summer plate early on in the year. I know they overrate these summer jumpers, but do you think he's got any chance, Lewis? That 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 was one of my point, mate. Always wear it and always worth taking on a horse who at the back end of the season proper was rated in the low one thirties and is now rated in the high one forties. You look at the horses he's been beating, they are all summer jumps horses. Yeah. And not a single one of them would be shorter than 50 to 1 for this race and therefore off a you know, career high mark, I would put a line through him. Yeah, number 16, Guitar Pete. He's been mentioned in the breath of a few we've mentioned already uh, in uh, Demi Sang and Happy Diva. He won last time at Weatherby. Very good performance for an informed Nicky Richard Stable. His horses are running really well at this moment in time. Did he win this race a couple of years ago? Have I made this up? No, he won the December race. Did he? Uh, he, yeah, he, yeah. he runs in similar sort of races to these, doesn't he? It's, uh, his, it's his third going. He's been ninth and third in the last two renewals. Yeah, and going back going back to the December 2017, he won the Caspian Caviar, didn't he? Beating Clandis yeah. Oboe, which is, is, is no mean feat, to be honest. And I, I think Guitar Pete will be there or thereabouts once again. Yeah, again, I like him. Yeah. I really can being around forever, and he started. Well, did he not win a Grade One juvenile at Aintree? When he was trained for Sandra, was it Sandra Hughes? Yes. Yeah, back in the day. Uh, Cheltenham. When he was in Ireland, uh, uh, I, uh, the Grade One juvenile at Aintree did he? He win did. That? He beat Clarkham. Right. Be- yeah. Beat Clarkham, and but previous to Cheltenham, he got beat by Tiger Roll. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's lucky he's a good horse, he's a guitar pit, and he goes well in this sort of races, and he arrives He arrives here off the back of a win. Uh, he's up to a mark of 1 for 1, which is high, which is the highest he's been uh, ever over fences, which is surprising, if I'm honest. But he's a sort of horse who kind of bumps bumps around uh, the, the, the high high 130s isn't he we, we kind of yeah. know where he's a mark of 141 shouldn't seem to be on him goes well in this sort of race one for the shortlist for me yeah number 17 Weston Miller for Charlie Longdon 50 to 1 pulled up last time and won two previously to that his price sort of represents the chance he's got in this race if I'm being honest agree yeah end of the season uh, well end of the season was rated 123 then he won twice in class 3 in the summer he's rated 139 Uh Again, didn't didn't win well at didn't win well at your toxic last time out. Career high mark, summer jump form, nope. 
<laughs> Fair dues. Number 18, Lewis's favourite, Eamon and Canock for David Pipe, 25 to 1. Lewis, fire away. Uh, yeah, ever since he ran in the uh, Ultima two years ago, he's looked like the sort of horse he'll go well in something like this. I tipped him up last season for this race at 50 to 1, uh, and he came home in fifth, uh, which I think I got a bit of extra place money back on as well, which was a tidy little result. Uh, strange though, looks a bit triplus now, yeah. I think. When he runs over two and a half, a bit like brewing up a storm, where he runs over two and a half, it looks like he might be better over two. And then he runs over two when he doesn't look quick enough. Yeah. Worried. Yeah, I agree. He ran well at, we, I was on him each way as well at the Cheltenham Festival. He came fourth in the plate, which was a good run. Then we backed him again for the red run. Didn't run well there and was too bad to be true at Punchestown. Uh, there is a big one in him. Is it this one? I'm... It's the first time in a while I've not looked at him and thought, I can make a case for you today. Which is probably means it's the time he goes and wins. Yeah, probably, more than likely. Number 19, Braylon Darfa, Paul Nichols. Finished pulled up behind St. Calvados in the Randox Hell Handicap Chase early on in the, at the first meeting at Cheltenham. He's 20 no, to he, 1. He was in pull up, he unseated, but he were beaten. Yeah, he, he was well beaten in the end. He went off a shot, it's 5 to 1 as well. He, Bit of, a, bit of a gamble on him. Do you, do you think he's got any chance? Uh, you can make, you can give him one. Yeah. I'm, uh, sneaky each way, potentially. Looks like the step up to this year's look, he's mainly been campaigned as a two-miler. Uh, he was fifth in the race, Sierra de Lac won over course and distance. He was. At, uh, in, uh, on trials day. Uh, just not sure about the trip. Yeah. Again, didn't, shaped like an out-and-out stayer that day. His best performances have been over two miles. That being said, he he, he has he finished second uh, over two six at Newbury last December, but that was a weaker race. He might have been yeah, able to get away with it here. Better, a horse, stronger stayers at the trip. It'd probably be enough of a doubt for me not to back him, but if someone said they wanted to make a case and have a sneak each way, I wouldn't think they were a lunatic. <laughs> Number 20, Springtown late for Philip Hobbs, 20-1. to 1, Was 7th on seasonal reappearance at Ascot, being beaten by Vindication. He's a horse, I've, I've got him on the shortlist at this moment in time. Um, I, I thought he ran really well last year at Cheltenham in the Close Brothers. He finished 5th behind our Plutard. He's pulled up in the handicap chase grade 3 behind Kildesar at at Aintree. But previous to that, he'd ran well behind Adrian Dupont. Um, he'd run well twice in two novice chases, winning one on his debut and then being second behind Mr Whipped. He's a horse, if the ground turns bottomless, I'm of big interest of. I think heavy ground's right up his street. And of 10 stone 4 and a mark of 137, I still think there's a bit of movement in that. Yeah, it's a highway one-on-one type profile, isn't it? Yeah, he is. Um, uh, the, I think the ground's all important. If it's heavy, I'll, I'll be all over him on the day. Drop back down in trip makes appeal. Don't think he's particularly convinced as a three mile the last twice. Uh, this should be this should be more his trip. Down in the weights from when he was a good fifth in the Close Brothers, I can see the case. Yeah, I understand that. Again, wouldn't quite be 
you know, I wouldn't quite have him down as a leading contender. Uh, but would it absolutely blow my mind if he won it? No. No. 21, Delano for Gary Moore, 50 to 1. His price represents his chance uh, in the nicest possible way, and I don't see him being competitive whatsoever. Uh, last of three, pulled up, last of three, pulled up, let's move on. Number 22, Warthog for Lewis Tomlinson's David Pipes, Barmy Army, 50 to 1. Once again, I can't see him competitive again. He disappointed at Cheltenham in March behind Labrille in the four miler. How did he, Jim, 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 I'm sorry, mate. You need to understand the words of disappointment. He was 100 to 1. Well, it, it, He's not disappointed. He obviously disappointed if, for connections, if, didn't it? If you ran in the 100 metre final. Yeah, I'd win. I got beat by you saying, but I wouldn't say, oh, that was a disappointing effort, that, Jim. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Well, well, what, would, what would you say to me? Because no one expects you to do that. I'd How do you know? Well done. How do you know that I'm not secretly a 100 metre runner? Because me and you ran from Cheltenham Town Centre <laughs> to Presbury Park to get there in time for the Supreme. And that, that, that was the slowest was a, that was 5k I've ever done or whatever it was. <laughs> Marathon, I know you're not a 100 metre runner. Marathon's out for me. But basically, Warthog's got no chance. 23, Sky Pirate no, for John Joe. Hey, you've not even let me talk about it. You just, you, just, you just called him disappointing. You've got to let the David Pipe fan club say something nice about the David Pipe for there are worse 50 to 1 shots why form of the race at Sandown the novice uh, handicap chase one at Sandown wasn't awful uh, Glenn Rockhoff's come out of it proved himself to be a tidy enough animal uh, I don't I don't think the horse he beat into second that day Molly Carew is mid one is a mid one twenty horse which was probably about that level uh, he was never ever going to be suited by the four miler because he's not he doesn't stay uh, it wasn't too bad at Cheltenham sorry at Haydock back in February uh, in another novice handicap chase I won't rule him out mate off 132 mm. I think they're a dafter I think they're a dafter 50 to 1 shots I'm not saying he wins it but he, he's not just put a line through for me yeah I might give him two star as opposed to one yeah Number 23, Sky Pirate for John Joe Neal, 25 to 1. He's a horse of sort of interest, very lightly raced. Um, is, 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 is he going to become, and you can clock this now, mate, is he going to become the sort of horse who, in two months' time, everyone is going to say has a big one in him? Yeah, he will be, because... He, He's got that sort of profile to me. He, he fell at Cheltenham at this time of the year behind the young master when clearly looking like he was going to win under Patrick Mullins. Uh, he came out and ran well enough at Exeter, uh, and he didn't do badly in the Kim Muir at Cheltenham. He fell on his uh, seasonal reappearance at Weatherby. There's a, there's a question mark about his jumping. Uh, I'm 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 not exactly 100%, but again, he could sneak in at the bottom of the way at 25 to one, and I probably wouldn't be surprised. He is lightly raced, and I'm going to say he's got a big one in him. I quite like him. Yeah. I quite like him. Similar to uh, Eamon and Kurt last year. Didn't think he particularly saw the trip out brilliantly. Yeah. In this Kim Muir, but travelled, travelled like a horse. Like travelled, yeah, travelled like a horse who could compete at that level. 
and was in the process of running a good race in the Bobby Rendon last time out. Look, at say, this is different gravy against these sort of horses. But the Kim Muir isn't that much worse of a race than this, is it? No, I, I don't think it is. So 25 to 1, yeah, again, each way, sneaky each way selection, maybe. Number if, I to, if I was to have one at a price, I'd go for Sky Pirate. Yeah, I think I'd, I'm, in, I'm in agreement with you there. Um, number I'm 24. Splash. Oh, sorry, I could just say, I'm surprised he's not shorter. Yeah, so am I. I think 25 to 1 sort of underestimates him a bit. I think he, he, he could be dangerous. He's only 6. He's got plenty of progression, isn't he? Yeah, good shot, mate. Number 24, Splash of Ginge. Jamie Bargreed booked on board for Nigel Twist and Davis at 50 to 1. One of the bet Victor called Cup a couple of years ago uh, was 6 at Weatherby behind Guitar Pete in a race we've hammered to death. Uh, and was 17th of 22 in the Browns advisory behind Sir Erdelac. Any chance at 50 to 1? No, bless him, we all like him, but he's a horse who is feeling his years now, isn't he? He's a lovable animal, isn't he? Um, he'll try, he'll just probably just be nowhere in the end. Agree? Yeah, look, he's, 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 an, he's an old lad, and he's, he's last, yeah, look, he's, yeah, he's been running like an old lad uh, for a while. Love Cheltenham though. He does. He sure does. That's that's the only positive I'd probably take out of him. Number twenty five, dead right for Neil Mulholland, another fifty to one shot. Pulled up last time out at Cheltenham behind Slate House in when Slate House put on his good shoes. Um I I, I think the price sums him up once again, he's another one. Um he might struggle here. Well he he more than likely will struggle. Agree? Yeah, made an in, made an in free chase start. So put, say, like you said, pulled up last time behind Slate. I was second to Bally Longford prior to that, and second to Pingshu prior to that. They were both at Fosslass in the summer. Uh, he's a, just a very very hard horse to weigh up. Strange that he's even in this off the back of three runs. Uh, he's still a novice. Uh, don't know very much about him, but what you would say is, from what we do know, this looks like a massive task. Yeah. Yeah, it sure does. So we might as well go for our first three home. Go on, Lewis. You you kick us off. First, second, and third. Who wins the Bet Victor Gold Cup? I think I'm gonna go for my three two one. I'll do it in reverse order. I think I might do a four three two one actually. Send me to a full place. Do you know what I mean? Go on. I'm, I'm gonna go guitar Pete. Guitar Pete fourth. Fourth. Happy Diva. Third. Sierra Delac. Sir Delight, second. And he's just found out by Count Maribel. Count Maribel, interesting. Um, I'm going to go fourth, uh, Sky Pirate. Third, uh, Springtown Lake. Second, Sir Delight. And first, Count Maribel. You copying bastard. So... Uh, I, th- I think the first two home will be Count Maribel and Sir Delac. I think Count Maribel's a cracking price. He's drifting at 14s. I don't. I don't he, he's gone from nines and he's out to 14s. I think he's a cracking bet each way. Um, take as many places as you can in the day, just in case. But yeah, a really interesting race, isn't it? Yeah. Can we have? Can we be nasty? Can we have one to be against as well at the prices? Uh, I'm gonna. I'll be against Slate House. Would you? Yeah. I think 11 to 2 is far too short. Mine would be St. Calvados. Yeah. Because because you think you're in a different race or because... 
because I don't. I, I think if he runs in this, he won't stay. Yeah, yeah, fair dues. Have you got anything else to mention for the weekend? Uh, no. It's, it's look. This is this is one of the best meetings of the year. Yeah. Sit down on Friday. I can't as I'm working. I'm working all all three bloody days. But I'll, I'll when I get home, I'll be sat down. Uh, you know, and just drinking it all, and it's it's a sort of one that's perfect. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Southern National at Fonte as well on Sunday. That yeah, sort of that's always a proper race. boat race. I enjoy as well. Uh, and there's, there's the Florida Pearl novice chase as well over in Ireland. Yeah. Cracking, cracking, yeah, cracking, cracking weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's been a bumper episode. This an hour and fifty-one minutes we've been recording for. Hopefully, Lewis is uh, back on the phone, uh, not on the phone next week, and back sat next to me in the studio. So, that's been it for this week's episode of Turf Talk, and we'll see you again next week. See you all later, bye.